0: Good morning. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to uh, speak the Word of God this morning, and um, it uh, should be fun. Hopefully, it comes out uh, like it did first service. That's the best part about doing two services is it's a mental game. You get to wonder, is it going to be good or bad, and and you, you gauge it. By your last one. So if it was bad last service, it'll be good this, and I don't know, that'll be up to you guys. So amen. But I, I brought, uh, how many of you guys, these are some of the backpacks were actually given away to the kids. Um, a guy donated 30 of these backpacks at uh, 25 bucks a piece. So that was a pretty generous uh, donation he made to us. He's a guy that does a volleyball thing, but I borrowed it this morning for my illustration. How many of you guys feel like you're always carrying a backpack full of uh, your past around? Amen. So we're going to talk about that this morning. I've uh, really enjoyed what pastor's been sharing about freedom. And uh, the first week we talked about the freedom just that God has for our lives. Last week, pastor talked about the freedom from sin and the debt that we try to carry, even though it was already paid. Amen. And uh, paralleled it to our finances and uh, somebody can pay off all your debt, but if you don't change uh, your methods, you're going to end up in debt again. Amen. Amen. So this morning, um, I'm just super stoked to share the word of God on living free from our past. So let's pray. Father, I thank you today um, just for your goodness, for your mercy, your grace in this place. I ask your Holy Spirit to uh, just be free um, to speak and minister to every heart and life in this place that Sean would step aside. Every distraction would be broken in Jesus name amen. Amen. Well, um, Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1, we've been quoting it every week. Um, I pulled up a different translation, the New American Standard. It says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. I mean, the, freedom is not something we can talk about in four weeks, six weeks. I think you could talk about this every day for the rest of your life, because to me, Christ encompasses freedom. Amen. That's what it was all about, was he came to set us free, um, period. And uh, so I, I love this translation. It says, therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Amen. How many of you guys remember what it was like to be a slave to sin? And I, any, any friends in the house this morning? I, I remember those days. Um, I, I got a few of them in my backpack actually this morning. Um, but my favorite verse when we were just praying and asking God what to share with you guys, um, pastor found this came across this verse, Lamentations 1.9, um, says her uncleanness was in her skirts and she did not consider her future. And I began to think about the depth of that statement. And, and I started thinking about my life and, uh, a lot of things that we don't talk about. So you don't hear a lot of people preaching on conviction. You don't hear a lot of, um, people preaching on repentance. Um, you know, because we just want God to know our heart and he's a grace guy. I'm all for God's grace. I I believe in the power of it. I mean, we've done a lot of teaching on it and stuff, but we don't hear people talking a lot about conviction and, you know, repentance and, and, and being right before God, because I believe this verse encompasses the whole thing. We're we're so caught up in today. We're not thinking about our future. I, I remember when I gave my life to Christ and maybe some of you have had this experience don't tell pastor, but when I, when I moved here, I, I gave my heart to the Lord and I was living in his house and I was addicted to uh, marijuana, meth, um, cigarettes, um, impure thoughts. I mean, I, I was the classic sinner, right? I mean, you looked up that in, in the dictionary or I guess today, Wikipedia, you know, and I think there's my picture there and stuff. And, and I remember, you know, that wrestling moment of, I don't go, you know, how am I going to go home to a pastor's house with all of these things in my life? you know, and, uh, and they were so gracious and, and so merciful. I didn't find out till years later that all of my stuff reeked like cigarettes, you know, pastor, Sue was so loving, so kind. And, and she just let me put all my stinky stuff in the closet. And I guess it, it, you know, now I know, cause my note, I'm like, I can't believe I ever smoked that stuff. Like I can't even walk by somebody anymore. Right. And, uh, but I remember that moment where You know, I gave my heart to the Lord and now I'm gonna live for Christ, you know, because I'm considering my future. And I remember one day I'm driving home from work and nobody else does this. This was just me. And uh and that temptation was overtaking me, you know, and so I stopped at the gas station, I bought a pack of cigarettes. I just couldn't resist any longer. And and I remember I got into my car, I cracked the window, so it didn't make the car smoke because I cared about that, you know what I mean? And um didn't want anybody to know I was smoking, but just me and myself. And and I remember I lit up that cigarette and I started driving down the road, and I felt like all of the angels of heaven jumped in the back seat of my car. And, and it's just me, myself, and I driving down the road, but I felt like everybody was watching me. And this conviction in my heart, because there was something deep down in my heart that was considering my future. And I could have easily accepted this and said, God, you know my heart. So I'm going to finish this cigarette because you know me, God. You're gracious, God, and and it's okay with you, God, because you know, you don't have a verse in the Bible that says, Thou shalt not smoke cigarettes. You know, so <laughs> you guys can, anyways. Um and uh and and but for me, I I love this verse because I had to make a choice where I began to consider whether this was good or bad for my future. Amen. So this morning we're gonna. We're going to talk about what we choose to carry with us and what we choose to leave behind. Amen. Philippians chapter three, you can turn your Bible if you'd like, or you can read it in your outline, or you can read it on the wall, or you can just hear me read it to you this morning. It says, Philippians chapter three and verse 13, it says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. This guy is authoring two thirds of the new Testament writing letters to the churches. I don't know what accolades you have behind you yet, but here's Paul. I have not obtained it yet, but let me give you a secret. He goes on to say this one thing I do forgetting one thing forget. What did this guy do? I don't know what wrongs you guys have done. I mean, I've done some bad stuff. I was a drug dealer. I got people hooked on drugs. I I know I'm not even, I I don't even want to share this. I know a a young man had to go to a drug clinic because of the drugs that I got him hooked on. I mean, you want to talk about shame and, and guilt, but I never murdered anybody. I don't think I have any friends in the house that have murdered anybody, but we've all done bad. We've all done wrong. And here's Paul going, I don't know what you've done. But this one thing I do, I'm going to forget. Amen? I mean, you want to talk about guilt and shame. He was a murderer. This one thing I'm going to do today, guys, I'm going to forget. And then he goes on to say, reach forward to what lies ahead. Press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that to you. This morning, how do we live free from our past? I believe Paul gave us very clear instructions on how to live free from our past. And we're going to break that down today. So if you're ready, number one this morning, how do I live free from my past? Number one, I got to forget. I got to forget. Whether it's good or bad, I got to forget whatever I've been a part of, whatever victories, whatever failures, I can't let them define tomorrow. You know, and, and I liken it under this backpack because we all have it, don't we? We all have a backpack full of, of hurts and full of victories. You know, and I, I brought a couple of mine today. So I'm going to share them with you this morning. Let's see. I, I, don't, I also bought a brought a beach towel. Anybody want to go swimming instead? And one of the boys told me the other day, it says, summertime, you always have a pair of swimming trunks and a towel with you. So, okay, fair enough. California summer. And, uh, but I don't know what you guys, um, find in your backpack, but maybe you could relate to some of these things. I know for me, you know, there's times of, of failure because of temptation. Anybody else? I mean, you guys probably don't deal with this, but I do, you know, I'm at home, you know, trying to relax, and, um, and, and I'm going to watch something and, and I hear, remember that voice that I was talking about just a few minutes ago, that voice of conviction, but, but instead I go, God, you know, my heart, <laughs> you know, that, that temptation, I mean, I'm the only guy and I'm going to be transparent this morning. And so hopefully you guys learn from my mistakes or uh, maybe you carry around in your backpack, uh, disobedience, you know, as children, maybe in the natural or maybe disobedient as God's children. You know, and you, we begin to, you know, build these things up in our lives, don't we? They begin to carry with us. And, and Paul said, this one thing I do, I forget. How about failed parenting? That one kind of hits home, huh? I mean, I'm super dad. I'm going to tell you right now, I am the greatest dad on the face of the earth. I don't, I mean, you guys all need to get on my level. But at the same time, I'm being silly. Come on. I want my kids to have the best life they can have. But at the same time, I make mistakes every day. (laughs) I mean, we had a blast yesterday. We got to go to Sunsplash and we're sliding and having this good time. And then sure enough, man, we walk in the door. I want these up. And uh, my kid, they're all bringing their stuff in actually, because I'm like, get all your stuff out of the car. I mean, none of you guys probably ever yelled that at him, but you know, and so one of them's carrying all of his stuff in and, and his frosty cup is like upside down. And there's just a trail from the door to the house. And uh, it's, you're just like, Inhale exhale like right. hello what <laughs> right <laughs> maybe maybe you carry around your divorce you know and and you want everybody to know that it wasn't you it was the other person we'll save that one for last that one sorry that was ugly we'll, we'll put that one back in the backpack <sighs> Um, failed trust, failed relationships i mean what what are we what are we packing today? I mean every single one of us got something in our backpack don 't we we you know this one is is one of the the key i mean this one hurts everybody abuse you know we carry around you don 't know you don 't know what they did to me you don 't know how bad it is. do you know what 's been done to me? I mean we carry these things around because it 's what we like to do we we, if, as long as I have it with me, I can always let everybody know what's going on in my past. So I can always just pull them out. You know, like this is a good one. This is one we never talk, you know, we talk about the negatives, but how about, how about our trophies? How many of you guys remember that guy kind of, sorry, Mike football nut (laughs) just kidding. He's a Raiders fan. You got to pick on him. Oh, he's not now. It's all right. I'm a Raiders fan now with Patricia because Jack Del Rio, you know, is there. Um, anyways, but we got our trophies. You guys all know that guy that, um, you know, he's still living in high school even though it's been 30 years. You know, he still wears his Letterman jacket or he's still got it framed on the wall. You know, he makes sure he dusts it every day. I have no idea what you girls call trophies, but us guys, we do sports, And stuff you know it's like that one time man i scored a touchdown and now 50 years later you're still telling everybody about the one time you scored a touchdown in high school right like or i (laughs) i'm jumping all over the place or i hit the winning buzzer shot you know i love playing basketball and i you know you got to walk off the court and leave it there right the game's over like move on right and, and I found myself doing this the other day. We started talking about hunting and, and I haven't hunted for an animal in eight, almost 20 years. Wow. 20 years. And, uh, but I found myself sharing a trophy with a guy at the gym the other day. We were talking about, and I'm like, oh man, you should have seen this Buckeye. I, I mean, I was talking like I just got back from the hunting trip. Like <laughs> I'm the world's greatest hunter on the face of the earth. Like, you should see this buck I killed. He's like, oh, yeah, he got it mounted. I'm like, well, no, Um, you know, but don't we do that? We, we like, carry these things around like they're the things that define our life. But Paul said, if you want to move forward with God, you got to learn to forget. Now, it's not that these things aren't happening in our lives on a daily basis, and it's not that they're the negatives of our life, but as believers, we got to make a choice. Are these going to be the things that define who we are moving forward? Or are they going to be the, the things that we use to just remember and consider and, and, and build faith? We're going to get into that in a minute, but God wants us to, to use these things as, as stepping stones to move forward, not to keep us held back, held down, and locked into, into what we've experienced in the past. See, the reality is we all have our past. I don't know about you, but I need freedom from my childhood. I need freedom from being a young adult. I need freedom from failed relationships, failed moments as a husband, failed moments as a father. You know, we always joke about women. They got a filing cabinet. Us guys have like a little tiny box. You know, we need forgiveness. We need freedom. Sorry, that got too close to home. (sighs) There's those things that, pardon my French from the pulpit, that suck about our past like a vacuum. Some of you saw that picture on Facebook. It's like, yeah, there are some things that are that are horrible about our past. But I guarantee there's nothing like murdering people. And Paul's like, I, I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know what's in your backpack this morning, but but forget it. It's time to forget the past. It's time to 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 move forward. So this morning we gotta forget. Titus three chapter or verse four says, God, our Savior showed us how good. And how kind he is he saved us because of his mercy not because of any good things we've done he doesn't save you because you got enough trophies he doesn't save you cuz you're the best looking one on the planet he doesn't save you because you're god's gift to mankind as much as i sometimes think i should be you know what i mean it's like we we walk around like we are you know God washed us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He gave us new birth and a fresh beginning. Think about it. There is nothing in there about your past. The Bible says he washed us. That means that it's all gone. Forgotten. Because of Jesus Christ, it's all washed clean. He he said it doesn't matter. He gave you new birth. He gave you a clean slate. Forget it. Move on. Don't live in your past this morning. John 8, 36 says, so if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Number two, we reach. Paul said, this one thing I do, I forget. And then I press. I am not a runner. I hate running. I think it is a waste of my time. I would rather stand at the front counter of the gym and eat a gigantic cinnamon roll the size of my head, some of you saw that on Facebook, Then go for a run, right? And I ate that cinnamon roll and then I ran to justify it. That's how I work, Mike, is I, I work out to justify eating, But this one thing I do, I, I, I forget and I press. Now, when you watch runners, what do they do? I mean, when you watch like the real run, not me. I am not even, I don't even run. I like jog. I, I, I walk fast. And, but you watch like, I mean, Usain Bolt is, he blows my mind. He is not like a normal runner. So, but you watch these other guys and, and they take off from the starting block and all they focus on, is to finish. I was watching it on YouTube this morning, so I was like, maybe I'll play this video, but I don't have time to play it this morning. And and, and I was watching them, and they're all in their starting blocks. I probably should have just played it, because I'm gonna illustrate it anyways. And they're lined up, and they, they're they not even looking who's to the right or to the left. They are locked and loaded, and all they're waiting for is that gun to go kapow, and they just take off. And I mean, these guys, how do they move that fast? I mean, their legs are a blur, and these guys are just going, and all they're doing is focused on the finish line, and I believe when Paul said, I press, he goes, I reach for the goal because what they do is as they're running, they're upright, and you watch every single one of them. It doesn't matter if it's the guy in first place or last place. Every single one of those guys running, what do they do at the end? they reach with their head. Because they don't care if they're in last place, they're gonna shave you know, a hundredth of a second off their time. By, by reaching forward, it shaves just a moment off of their time. I wanna ask you this morning, what are you reaching for? Are you, are you just loving life with your backpack full of your past? Or are you willing to be like Paul and begin to forget and begin to run and press? towards the mark. What are you reaching for today? Is it something to replace the pain from the past? Is it something to prove to doubters from your past? Is it something to prove to doubters in your present? We've all heard those people say, you're not good enough, you'll never amount to anything. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're not gifted enough. Oh, they're way better. than." I mean, we have a, we have a catalog Of things that that many of us, I know I'm guilty of it, man. I filed that one in the backpack and and I go, you know what? I'm going to prove that person wrong. But I don't find that verse in the Bible. God is not about proving people wrong. He's about proving who He is. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1. I'm being fast because I want to get through this today. (sighs) Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, think about this for a minute. Close your eyes. And imagine. I mean, these stadiums we built today are just mind-boggling. The, the, the Cowboys Stadium, over 100,000 people can, can sit and watch football. And, and and so many people are living for that moment to be in that stage, to have all these witnesses to watch and cheer them on and run that goal. And I, And then you read a verse like this and it says, such a great cloud of witnesses. You got the biggest audience known to man standing over you right now going, are you willing to start running? He says... Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles us. Let us lay aside, we pull that up, Carly, the next slide, every disadvantage, every drawback, every weight, every load, every stress, every strain, every pressure, every trouble, every worry. Let's lay it aside, guys. He said, press towards the mark. Run, don't look back. Leave the backpack at home. Press towards the mark. Get in the race. He said, you got the biggest audience you could ever ask for cheering you on. He said, I realize there's not a single person in here that's not disadvantaged in some way. We all have them. Some of you, I look today, you got the most beautiful hair on top of your head. I could have it too if it was fake. I'm, no, me, I, I wasn't saying anybody had fake hair. Don't read that. Jeez, I heard those snarls. Let us run with endurance, run with endurance. That's where I fail. That's why I don't run. Cause I start running and I go, wow, <laughs> this is lame Ola, right? Like here's the problem though. I'm going to give you the secret is I tried to log just enough to say I ran. Okay. And then I, I heard a guy go, yeah, I learned that, that this is my time with God. So I learned how to lock into praying while I run. So I just forget I'm running and I'm praying. And I'm like, I tried that the other day. And I'm like, forget it. I'm like, five minutes. Good. All right. Like I went, so laps done. Good deal. Let's go home. Right? But Paul said, we run this race with endurance. And my problem is, is I always stop running right before it clicks in. There's a point where it where it clicks in and it and you just you get loose and and the blood's flowing through your legs and you're not feeling it anymore and you're just kind of striding. I've never hit that point. <laughs> Honestly, I've really never I mean I've gotten up to like almost 3 miles and I'm like, I have a car and I pay a lot of money to drive it. <sighs> He said, I run this race with endurance. Life in God takes endurance, takes pressing through the pressure, takes running when it doesn't feel good. You know, I don't spend a lot of time considering my past because of that reason. The more I dwell on the past, you know what it does? The Bible says that it's a weight. You know that he says in matthew that that his yoke is easy and his burden is light when i carry my past it is heavy and burdensome I watched these guys at the gym, the firefighters, and these. we got this group of young Marines. It's so cool having a Lord's Gym. These guys are in there training. They're getting ready to go off to boot camp, and, and they're just, these guys are crazy. I mean, they, they, they are real Marines. I mean, they get in there on the, the dumbbells, and they're like, pff, pff, pff. like, I'm just kind of cracking up because, anyways, they're, they're making all these faces, and I mean, they're like in <laughs> battle right now, and I'm like, bro, I'm lifting three times as much as you, and I'm just, ah. anyways, <laughs> I'm being silly but I'm watching these guys and man, what do they do when they're training for battle? And they get, these guys put weights in backpacks and they get on the stair climber. I don't even get on the stair climber first off. And they get on this thing and they are training and conditioning their body because in your natural state, your body will not carry a load on its back. You're not meant to carry your past. God didn't build you to carry the weight and the burden of your past. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Why do I run? I'm chasing after his appearing. What race am I in? I'm running after Jesus. I don't care what's happened in my past. I don't care what you've done to me yesterday. Trust me, it's hard to live this, okay? Follow me. I'm running even though I feel like I got to shake it off. I don't care what's going on yesterday. I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to press towards his presence. I'm trying to press towards the finish line. I'm not going to look to the right. What are you pressing for today? Are you pressing for his glorious appearing in your life? Are you, are you running the race to the finish? Number three, this is my favorite. We got to engage. You know, it's easy to, to to be in a race, but it's another thing to engage to win. I mean, I can race any of you in this building. Be like, Brian, let's, let's race. You know, I kind of wanted to do it today, but I'm not fast at all. He'd win. But it's easy to, to, hey, let's go for a run, you know. But it's another thing to engage in a battle. And, you know, we don't bet because we're Christians, but to put something on the line. Like your salvation. Like your eternal destiny. See, see, God calls us to engage in a battle called life. Listen to Paul. He goes, he said, I press towards the mark. Pressing is something I do, not God. God cannot press for you. Pressing is action. Pressing is me pushing. Me pushing forward. He didn't say, I pull. He said, I press. I'm moving forward. I don't care what's behind. I'm going to keep pushing. I don't care how heavy it is. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how hard it is. He goes, I'm going to press, and I'm not going to give up. Until I see his glorious return in my life. What did he say? We read in the beginning. I have not yet obtained it. But I press. And I keep pressing. And I keep moving. So many times in our lives we sit back and wonder about change. Wonder about situations. Wonder, wonder, wonder. But Paul said, I press. I engage. What are you doing today? Are you wondering? Or are you going to engage? I love that. Ephesians 6 11, the armor of God, and I I love thinking about the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, his sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. Where's the rear armor? Because there is nothing in his word about us retreating. There is nothing found in the word of God about you worrying about what's in the past. Everything about God is forward momentum, is forward possession, is moving forward, not considering. But we got to be willing to engage. We got to be willing to say, God, I don't care. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care if I've been abused. I don't care if people failed me or I failed them. God, I don't care. I know I realize I, I fell into temptation one time, but God, I'm going to overcome today. God, I know I, I failed as a parent today, but there's mercy is new every day. I'm going to repent. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to ask for it. God, I know that I was disobedient to pray for that person when you asked me to pray. As pastor was talking just a minute ago about the Holy Spirit, you know he's there. You know, he's leading you, you know, he's guiding you, but God, I know I was disobedient. Just like the other night, man, I'm, I'm fasting and praying. I'm, I'm sick and tired of not being able to lay my hands on the sick and see the supernatural power of God work in their life on the spot, not for my glory, for his glory. And I've just been fasting and praying. And I was so mad the other night, our neighbor, she's been battling with something for all of her life. And she just had another episode, and we're listening to her, and I found myself doing the Christianese. You know what? We're praying for you. It sounds so good, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden, Dana and I are just standing there, and she's sharing, and I'm just like, can we pray for you right now? You know, when are we going to engage? When are we going to say, you know what? I got this The sword of the Spirit I have the authority yeah. and man, we laid our hands on her and the power. I mean, I felt that, I mean, I felt the power of God right in the middle of our cul-de-sac. I'm like, man, get an usher, get a drop clock, Cause she's going down. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, I, I, I was like, I'm believing for those kinds of things. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She had a 10, 20, 30 years. It doesn't matter how many times you've been prayed for. It doesn't matter how many times the devil's come against you. I have to stay engaged. Or I'm gonna lose. Are you willing to engage in this battle called life? See, he gave us the armor to protect us from battle, not so we can hide our Christianity in a closet Monday through Saturday. They go, oh, we're engaged this morning, aren't we? It's church, we're fired up. I'm, I'm on another level right now, and I'm sorry. But I felt it yesterday. I felt it Wednesday. I was going to Costco and I'm getting supplies. And I'm just pushing my big old cart. Everybody's looking at me like, what are you buying all that stuff for? I'm like, it's a warehouse store, dude. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pushing this big old cart. And I was like, I was out of my mind. in a, in In the spirit, I was just like praying in the spirit. And I was just, I was not, I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing right now? Oh yeah. I'm shopping like, because I'm engaged. I want to be engaged with God all the time. It's not something I just do on Sunday. This gotta be something I do every day because I know that when I'm engaged, there's something happening supernatural that no man understands and No man can discover, but only through the spirit of God, when we unlock the potential, but we got to engage. You can't sit back and hope that the pastor has what it takes 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. The Bible says, sorry, I feel like a drill sergeant this morning. We walk by faith and not by sight. God knows every intimate detail of your past. He knows every success He knows every failure. He knows every hurt. He knows every pain. He knows every battle. He knows every doubt. He knows every fear. But listen to what he said. He goes, we walk by faith and not by sight. We are of good courage. Where is our courage today? Where is our fight? Why do we accept defeat? Why do we find it more valuable to carry around our past, our pain, and let that be our identity instead of finding our newness in Jesus Christ? I mean, think about it. We all have the stories, and we sit around at work or at home or in our neighborhoods or with our friends and our family, and and we begin to share our, our stories and our pain and our past. And, and instead of saying, you know what, I I did have something like that, but let me tell you about what Christ has done in me. But we find it more valuable to hunker down and live in our past with those that are in pain with us because we feel the identity and the acceptance and the value from them instead of value from God. Where's your identity today? He said, we are of good courage. He said, I would prefer rather to be absent from the body. Paul said, I don't want to deal with this stuff. I don't want to deal with life. Anybody else in here besides me go, man, there's times where I'm just like, God, just, you know, blow the whistle, let's go. So Paul, he's like, I would rather be absent from this body. I don't want to deal with what goes on in this body. But in the meantime, whether at home or absent, I want to be pleasing to him. That's my ambition. I know I moved the words around, but I did it on purpose. My ambition has to be to be pleasing to God. Amen. If, if I find it more pleasing to live in my past, I'll never be pleasing to God. Trust me, friend, we, we all have them. I got hurts, I got pains. I got things I've experienced, but I'm choosing to press forward. I'm choosing to run forward and not look back. First, Second Timothy four seven says, "I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." What's your struggle today? You may feel like you're in last place of the race today, but keep fighting, keep running. Don't stop the race. Think of those marathon. I mean, those guys. What? There is a switch that has been flipped and those crazy people in a positive way that they are willing to run until they collapse and then they crawl to the finish line. I'm not stopping until I get the, I mean, look at those guys are like, just like melted or they cross the finish line and then they can't even stand up, but they were running through the finish and they get to, I mean, they cross that ribbon and they just like collapse, like turn into a jelly donut. Yeah. <laughs> <Mm-mm. sighs> we forget, we reach, we engage. How do we become free from our past? Number four today, we experience. We gotta experience a new attitude. I didn't say this in first service, but back at our opening verse, Philippians three fifteen, he says, let us therefore as many as are perfect have this attitude. What attitude is he talking about? The attitude of an overcomer, the attitude of a champion. The attitude of a finisher, the attitude of one that's not going to be moved by what they've experienced in the past, but they are fixed and focused on the future. Because what did he finish with? He goes, if you don't have this attitude, God will reveal that to you also. Listen, the spirit of God is stirring something in you. If you'll listen, he'll say, shake off the past. Listen to me. Get a new attitude. Forget what's been done in the past. Bill, if you'd come back, please. See, when I live forward-minded, I am not living for his purpose. And when, I'm, when I live forward-minded, I am living for his purpose, not for a victory over something I experienced in the past. Listen to this. When, when I live forward-minded, I'm living for his purpose. I'm not living for victories over failures. I'm living for the very thing that he wants to define my life. Psalms chapter 51 and verse number 9. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. David was engaged in a battle at this point in Psalms. And he's beginning to examine himself. He's like, what did I do in my past? They put me in this cave right now. What did I do wrong? He's like, God, God, Remember we talked in the beginning, the the convictions and the repentance? This is what David's doing right now. He's like, God, I'm repenting right now. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Steadfast spirit, unmovable. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to stay engaged, and I'm going to believe to experience all that God has promised for my life to fulfill. What's your attitude this morning? Do you got an attitude of defeat? An attitude of failure? Or are you living with an attitude of victory? The attitude of an overcomer. Philippians 3:15 says, "Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude." I really stink at this stuff sometimes because I let my attitude get the best of me. I let my feelings dictate the promise sometimes. I let my circumstances dictate what God can do in my life. But I'm gonna share these two stories with you as we close. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 32. It's your turn in there. It says, we have two options. We either have confidence in ourselves or confidence in God. That's it. I, he, I gave you the weapons. I gave you the promises. I gave you the armor. You got to choose. I love David said to Saul verse 17 let no man's heart fail on act on account of him said your servant will go and fight with the Philistine then Saul said to David you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth but David said to Saul I could just imagine this conversation right (laughs) He says, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him. I mean, I, I could just see it just casual. Like, you know, he's not carrying a trophy around. Like, you know, clearly, because he didn't go, he didn't start the conversation with Saul. Uh, heads up, dude, here's my trophies. Right? He's just like, you know you know what, Saul, let me, let, me, let me share a little story with you real quick. Uh, when I was tending sheep, what I did I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth what's coming against your life today you just sit back and accept Dave was like man I'm tending sheep these things came and tried to take what's my responsibility and I chose to engage I chose to attack I mean how many of you would run after a lion and bear today I mean, come on, but like, think about these stories and, and think about the courage and the faith that these guys have. I mean, this, I choose to believe that this stuff truly legitimately happened. I would rather die believing it was true and find out when I get there, it was just a fable then not believe it and get there and find out it was true. The courage and the faith and the fight to grab a lion and a bear with his bare hands and pull the lamb from him. He goes, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. What are you up against today? What's your giant? Are you attacking? What's your posture? Are you pressing forward? Are you, are you engaged? Or are you accepting? said this philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living god the lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear he will deliver me from the land and the from the hand of this philistine and saul said to david go and may the lord be with you i don't care what happened yesterday You know, as I was praying over my neighbor, in the natural, you think of all the people you've prayed for and it didn't work. I think about the times where I take medicine for my own healing because my prayer didn't work. But I continue to pray. I continue to press. I continue to engage. I continue to battle this morning? Have you given up your fight? You want to live free from your past? You got to stay engaged. See, our attitude should be one of victory and freedom at all times. David never considered defeat an option. He recalled on past victories to give strength to win today. He didn't go to that Philistine and said, hey, I just want you to know, um, barehanded, lion and bear, bro. No, he just pulled out the slingshot and knocked the sucker down. You know, you can could, you could celebrate your victories, but at some point, you got to engage in the fight. Some point, you got to say, enough is enough. My past is my past. and My future is in store for me. Are you ready for this? Joshua chapter 7, verse number 2. I'm closing. Pastor, can I have five more minutes? <sighs> Thank you, Margaret. I love you. <laughs> Joshua 7, verse number 2. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Bethhaven, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. So the men went up and spied out. They returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up. Only about two or 3,000 men need to go up. That's a lot of guys. (laughs) So about 3,000 men from the people went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai. The men of Ai struck down about 36 of their men and pursued them from the gate as far as the cherubim and struck them down on the descent. So the hearts of the people were melted and became as water. One hiccup in the promise and their hearts melted. One failure And they melt, because they go. Wait a second, God, you promised. This was our lands. Where this supposed to be ours? How can we be defeated? I mean, you told us to only take a few men. I'm going to start calling my few dollars like they do. I mean, three thousand is a few. That's pretty good math. One moment of defeat, and they just throw in the towel. Then Joshua, verse 6, tore his clothes, fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. Both he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Look at this. I mean, they just fall to the ground, crying out to God. Hold on, God. What's going on? He promised us Victory. We should never see defeat. How many times in our life do we just melt like water, Bury our heads in the ground? Joshua said, "Alas, O oh Lord, why did you ever bring this people over the Jordan? Pastor, why, why did you tell me if I give my heart to Jesus? Pastor, I mean, you, you preach this great message on freedom, but I'm struggling with sin. Pastor, what, what, what about all these, you know, that offering message was so so beautiful, all these promises, all these good things, but pastor, um, how come I can't pay my PG&E bill tomorrow? Maybe God doesn't love me. I mean, th- think about what's going through these guys' heads right now. God, why did you even bring us out here? only to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us if only we'd been willing to dwell beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can I say since Israel has turned their back before the enemies for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and they will surround us and cut off your name from the earth. And what will you do (laughs) for your great name? I'm this guy right now. There's times where I, I do, man. I, I I, fall into temptation. I break God's trust. I mess up as a dad. Disobedient to God. I try to live more in my past victories and hoping that it'll convince people that I know what I'm doing. So I relish in my trophies and then it doesn't work and I find myself throwing a fit before God. I know I'm the only one in the room. Listen to this. You ready? If if you get this today, it's going to change everything. And what will you do for your great name? I love this. So the Lord said Joshua don't ever discredit God he says stop lying on the ground get up get up When are you gonna get up? When do you going to say enough is enough? God, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna stand on my feet, God. I'm gonna engage in this battle called life. I'm not going to give in to the enemy. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm not going to be moved by what I hear. I don't care what the doctor's report is. I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care about the abuse. I don't care about the failed relationship. I don't care about the brokenness. I'm going to get up, God. I'm going to run to victory. Come on, you're sitting there. You just sit there like, oh, that's good, preacher. Come on, get up. Where's your victory? Where's your battle? Come on, engage. Father, we love you today. Stay on your feet this morning. Come on, God wants us to live free this morning. God wants us to live as overcomers. It's okay to recognize your failures. It's okay to recognize your past accomplishments. It's okay to recognize wrong attitudes, but it's time as a church to get up. Why is is the enemy taking our land? Because the church is not rising up. The church is sitting back with their head in the ground. Their hearts melted like water, throwing dust over their head and just going, God, why have you forsaken us? This morning, some of you are living with such guilt and shame, especially when it comes to your walk with God. You find yourself like Joshua, just melted like water before God, and you're just hanging on. You just go through the motions every Sunday. Maybe you show up Tuesday night, and and you're just going through the motions because you're just hoping that maybe... God will give you a ticket into heaven because of the things that you've done wrong. And you just don't think God can forgive you. But I'm going to tell you today that his mercy is new every day. His grace is new every day. He is not finished with you until you reach the finish line. So today, whatever is holding you back, it's time to get up and engage in the battle. Run this race called life and not surrender to the tricks of the devil. No matter the size of your giant this morning, it's time to stand in victory. It's time to stand in freedom. It's time to empty the backpack and leave it home. Put it in the closet. Lock it up and say, devil, I'm moving forward. I'm running into what God has for my future. Father, I thank you today. For every heart and every life in this room. God, I thank you there's some today that have such shame and guilt in their hearts. They carry their past as a burden. Father, they, they, they carry this weight. And today, Father, I believe that you want to lift that burden off. God, I believe that you want to depart or impart faith and remove fear. You wanna impart courage and remove doubt. So, if that's you today, and you need faith in your heart, you need courage in your spirit, you need forgiveness in your life, if that's you today, I'm gonna ask for you to be so bold as to run forward into what God has. We have elders and leaders. We wanna, I know we already prayed for the sick earlier, but there's a moment right now where I believe God wants freedom to come to some hearts and lives. If that's you today and you find that you've struggled in any one of these areas that, that you're not forgetting, you're not reaching, you're not believing, you're not in, engaged and you're not experiencing the promise of God in your life. It's time to live free. If that's you today, would you come and let us pray with you this morning? We got one. I know there's somebody in here. You're carrying the shame and guilt and guilt. You're carrying the weight of your past. You, you, you struggle with, with relationships today because of, of the failed ones in the past. You, you struggle with, with, your, with moving forward. How will anybody listen to me? My kids won't even listen to me. How will, you know, God, how will you use me? God, I, I didn't even pray when you asked me to pray. If you're, you're struggling, you're carrying this weight, this shame, this guilt. Let it fall off today in Jesus' name. Let freedom come alive in your heart today.